stay at home on nine to five, raising your babies with joy and pride. A real ass mom, your real ass mom, taking care of business. Ooh, girl, you're resilient. Cause you're a real ass mom, a real ass mom. Welcome to the Real Mama Pod. I'm your host, Devin. And I'm your host, Kendra. We are real moms. Sharing real experiences. The, the things people don't tell you. Hey, mama. Hey. Hey, mama. What's How? up? I'm good. How are you? you you're all cheesy. <laughs> real cheesy this morning. So if this is your first time listening, I'm your host, Devin. And I'm your host, Kendra. Thanks for being with us. Yes, and we have a guest, as you can see. Hey, guest. That's why I'm so happy. <laughs> This is like a full circle moment. Um, so I guess it's really cool, and y'all probably already know him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell us who we got, friend. So we have money-making Mitch. <laughs> and money-making Mitch defines himself as a tax strategist, mm -hmm. an author. Uh -huh. And I'm going to define him as someone who is our age, someone who knows Great things about sustaining finances, uh -huh. learning more about finances, and he's someone that we can relate to. Yeah, so absolutely. I, that's how I'm going to define money-making Mitch. But this man is very experienced in the work he does. He's right. a former, can we say former accountant? Or do you still? I'm still a CPA. Okay. CPA, he still, yeah, well, yeah. obviously he still has that CPA, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he has taken his brand and really like grown it into yes. a space in an area that can allow us to connect with our finances better and learn more about how to sustain them. So and he makes it super fun because it can be boring. His reels be yeah. Cute. Yeah, well, real catchy. You know, they, yeah, they they're real. I love his reels. Thank you. Yeah, so. yeah. So welcome to the show, Thank Money Making Mitch. You guys hear me? Check, check, check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so usually we have mamas on the show, but every now and then we have daddies too. Yes. So thank you for representing. So briefly tell us about your journey into fatherhood. Yeah, so uh, Basically, with fatherhood, so been my wife now, Raquel, uh, for about six years mm -hmm. now, and just recently had a little baby girl, Raina, yes. so she's about to turn a year. Hey, Raina. Yes, and um, it's, been, it's been good. It's been, been a journey. It's been really new experience for mm -hmm. both of us, right? So we, we get into it, and basically, uh, me and Raquel were big-time planners, right? So yeah. we're always planning and thinking about things, and we think we had everything figured out, but then like immediately like things just started <laughs> changing and things started happening like you know we got the, the baby a month early mm -hmm. and just like that really just we were preparing to get the nursery ready and everything and literally we had to just kind of get the ball going with that and yeah it's just been amazing seeing her grow she's always mm -hmm. learning and changing i heard her say she said data <laughs> yesterday Aww. very clearly i bet so, that warmed your heart yeah, didn't I was it just like, ah. <laughs> 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 uh-uh, don't you do that. Right. <laughs> doing all, a lot of the, spending most of the time really taking care of her, but yeah, it's been, it's been great, and it's really helping me think more about the future, right? So yeah. a lot of times, you know, prior to, prior to having the baby, just really kind of thinking about, you know, just building my business, getting my brand out there, spend a lot of time, like, going hard on building this personal brand, like, really sacrificing time, energy, money, taking risks, and now it's making me be a little bit more strategic on how I use my time, how I use my finances, 
and you know basically legacy yeah, yeah. oh i love that that yeah. word legacy. legacy we've been trying to trying to get there right we are getting there. we are getting there it's yeah i love trying. that Thank and you. these kids will humble you oh yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. they certainly will yes so i have a question we, we talk about financial freedom, building this legacy, right? Sure. How can someone build their financial freedom and their legacy? Like, it seems like an almost impossible thing to do. But from your perspective, how can one obtain financial freedom? Yeah, so really when I hear about financial freedom, I think about basically this formula. So the formula for financial freedom is where you're able to generate money passively um, and being able to have that money be able to cover your living expenses. Okay. So with financial freedom, really the goal is is planning. You have to be intentional about it, right? Because in my opinion, the way society set up, the way the world set up, it's kind of designed in a way against financial freedom, right? right. So you're you're basically basically put in a position where you basically have to continue to work, working a nine to five, and then you know you're going to work, getting up probably like at 8 a.m., 7 a.m., mm-hmm. getting ready for work, come home at 5, then you're too tired to do anything, and you're just pre- basically going through that cycle again and again and again, and that's Monday through Friday, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. people work even longer than that, mm-hmm. and then you have to pick up another job. And so it's really difficult for people to, to be able to have the energy to try to focus on building a business. But one of the fortunate things, one of the benefits now – is the internet, right? Mm-hmm. So it's easier for you to get your brand out there, your name out there. And that's something I really took advantage of is like, okay, how can I really put my message out there, put my brand out there to where I'm able to go ahead and be able to have a business and a thriving business to where I can get to the point of financial freedom. So one of the things I did, right, instead of like focusing on a nine to five, I focus on my five to nine. Ooh. So the five to nine is where you're basically able to design your life. You're nine to five you, and nothing wrong with having a nine to five. Your nine to five is there to go ahead and pay for your life, right? Temporarily, but your five to nine is where you can design your life, create the life of your dreams, really focus on your passions and really building something on the side to where you're eventually able to go ahead and do it full time. And, and then also, you know, using that money to go ahead and put, put that money into passive opportunities hmm. five to nine yeah, my, my five is gonna start around 8 30 yeah ours is 8 30 to 11 i like that perspective is just <clears throat> using the rest of your evening to focus on what you really want and need to do to build your legacy you know for sure focusing on the Five to nine. Yes. So, yeah, that brings me to my next question. So you talk passionately about write-offs and small businesses writing off things, especially hiring your kids and then writing those off as text write-offs. Yeah. Walk us through that because I'm – look, Kendra and I are both trying to figure that out. (laughs) We need that formula. I got you. Yeah, so it's – it's and I – Typically, when I break this down, there's a lot of things I want to go over to make sure like everyone's on the same page and kind of how it works, right? But when you look at taxes, for instance, right, and being able to take advantage of the tax code, the tax code ultimately is designed for business owners and entrepreneurs, right? So, and the reason why that is, is like if you're a business owner, right, you are hiring people, you're employing people, right? So that's one less job that the government has to figure out to be able to, to have someone, right? That's one less person on unemployment. Where also, too, as, it, as an investor, right, if you're investing into companies, maybe 
you're investing in the stock market, et cetera, that's one less dollar that the government has to put into these businesses to grow, right? Ultimately, the government's goal is to be able to help people make money, right, and be able to and to be able to tax that money, right? Because mm-hmm. tax money is used to be able to, for the government to do whatever they need to do. So that's how they raise money. So they've identified that one, that the tax code could be used as an incentive to be able to do what they want the people to do, right? Because they they realize that if we increase taxes on this thing, less people are going to want to do this. If we decrease taxes in this way, it's going to incentivize and push people to do things in a certain way, right? And those those certain things mainly is going to be business owners, and investors, right? So one of the books that really changed my mind about this was Rich Dad Poor Dad. They mm. talk about the four ways to make money, right? So you can make money as an employee, right? Working a nine to five. You can make money as a self-employed individual, right? Where you have your own business, you're a solo entrepreneur. Then you can make money as a business owner. And that's when you're hiring people and you're basically using people to make money, right? Instead of you physically having to do the labor trading time for money, using people to make money. As an investor, using money to make money. Mm-hmm. So... Crazy thing is, 95% of the wealth is generated from the business owners and investors, and they pay the least amount of money in taxes. Mm. So the biggest thing for you to do if you're working a 9 to 5 is, again, focus on that 5 to 9. Start small. You don't have to be, you don't have to have a big corporation, right? A lot of people are intimidated by entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. because they think that you have to be a Facebook and Amazon. They think about all these big companies and brands, but literally in the the IRS, uh, the tax code, it says, you're a business if you are in the pursuit of profit. Mm. That's it. <laughs> as long as you are pursuing, like trying to make money, even if you have a loss, which a lot of businesses lose money right. in the first two years. Mm-hmm. Two, we know that years. firsthand. Yeah, right? <laughs> but it's an investment. You got to think about it. It's an investment into your future and into your business. And that's basically it. So if you are trying to make money, then you're able to take advantage of these tax write-offs, right? So... A couple things that you need to to understand. So the biggest thing as far as being able to write things off is basically it's, it's, a, it's considered a tax deduction. So when it comes to tax deductions for business owners, the IRS has four requirements, all right? So I call these tax-free. So if you're taking notes, if, you're, if you want to write this down, it's free. is an acronym that you can use to remember, like, how to be able to write things off for your business. So the first thing is F. So F, it needs to be for your business. So if you're spending money for your business, then that's a tax write-off. Okay. The next thing is R, regular. So it needs to be considered regular for your business. Iris calls that ordinary. So for a podcast, for instance, right, which is a business, right, so the microphone, the lights, the cameras, the chairs, the furniture, the, the drinks, right, all, <laughs> these things, all these things are considered regular for podcasts, right? So that is, that's fine, right? One of my, one of my good friends, she owns an ice cream shop. What's regular for her business is ice cream cones, napkins, refrigerators, freezer, right? Right. If I try to buy that stuff for my business, that's not regular, right? Right. So, exactly. you know, I'm going to I'm going to potentially be able to face an audit if if I start doing those things. So you want to make sure it's regular, ordinary for your business. Mm. The third part of that tax free is it needs to be considered essential for your business. So what's essential in order for you to be able to operate your business? So that's going to be utilities, it's going to be rent, it's going to be hiring employees. All those things are considered essential. And then last but not least economical. So economical, the IRS calls that not lavish or extravagant under the circumstances. So basically your business should be profitable to be able to take advantage of different tax write-offs, right? So we cover that. So that's like the foundation of deductions. Right. And a deduction, just to clarify, so let's say, for instance, I'll give you like a popular one. So let's say your business makes 100000 right? Mm-hmm. 
one of a really popular tax deduction and write off is being able to pay buy a vehicle through your business, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you're able to actually purchase the vehicle through your business, and um, and not and even if you put a down payment. So let's say you make a hundred thousand, right? Um, and then you purchase a vehicle for a hundred thousand, right? Like a like a G wagon vehicle that weighs over six thousand pounds, like a like a G wagon Range Rover, um, and that vehicle costs a hundred thousand. Now you reduce your taxable income to zero, right? And that could save you thirty thousand, forty thousand, fifty thousand, depending on your tax bracket, right? Because now it's a deduction; it reduces your your income in that case. So as far as the tax deductions. One of the things that you could do as a business owner is pay your kids through the business, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why it's so so important to be able to like get into entrepreneurship because you're already paying for your kids, right? You're already buying things for your kids. But if you're able to understand the tax code, you could be more creative on how you're able to pay for certain things with your kids, right? So the IRS, they allow you to be able to pay your kids for up to the standard deduction amount, right? So we'll just say twelve thousand. It changes by a year depending on when you're watching this, right? Right now it's like twelve thousand nine hundred and fifty. They're increasing that. So, but let's just say twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. You can pay your kid up to twelve thousand dollars in the business. Take that as a deduction for your business, right? Mm-hmm. And now your your ch- your child has money, and they can use that money however they want to, mm-hmm. right? So it's a tax deduction for you as a business owner. So it reduces your taxes. Now your kid has money, right? And you don't have to pay payroll taxes on that if they're under the age of eighteen. Mm. So that's one of the that's one of the benefits, and then to like really get even more advantages of it, right? Now they have earned income. Mm-hmm. So because they have earned income, they can put that money into retirement. Mm. So they put that money into retirement. Let's say they go ahead and put you create a, like a retirement account for your kid. They put they can max it out like an IRA individual retirement account, six thousand dollars. Let's say you start that at the age of seven. By the time they're eighteen. Right, they're gonna have over a hundred thousand dollars wow. in their bank account by the time they're eighteen, right? Because of the power of compound interest. So you, you know, you put it into a maybe like an S and P five hundred or some kind of investment fund, and then because of the power of compound interest, it can make over a hundred thousand dollars. Right. <coughs> yeah. well, That's a lot. Talking about setting I up have, your kids. I have my notes. Right. Yeah. I yeah. have my free acronym yes. here. But you, our next question actually is about how you're setting your daughter up for success. So this Mm -hmm. is a great segue into that question. How are you setting her up for success? And it sounds like this is a part of the plan. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that we're going to, we're doing, right? So one, obviously paying her through the business. Now I do recommend, so my daughter, she's about to be one. I do recommend, generally speaking, to start at the age of seven, Mm -hmm. just because based on prior, your court cases, the the IRS kind of doesn't feel like there's not anything uh, legit that someone under the age of seven can actually do for the business, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but some people do it. Some people do hire their kids through the business, call them models, and all that kind of stuff. You could take that that chance, but seven is a, a safer age to start, right? Okay. Um, but so yeah, at the age of seven, that's something that we're going to be doing. Also, another thing is going ahead and. Getting life insurance, so life insurance mm-hmm. is super important to go ahead and get, especially now with the children. So you have term uh, life insurance, you have whole life um, insurance. Depending on your financial situation, you definitely want to talk to a financial advisor. But term is is decent at least to start off with, and mm-hmm. basically you pay it for a term for a certain period, mm-hmm. right? So in the event that you die, become inca- incapacitated, not able to work, or whatever the case is 
then at least your income can go ahead and get replaced right um and be able to continue to to happen unfortunately it happens um more often you know than, than people realize a lot of people don't want to think about that right but yeah. things happen right so yeah. um you know it's it i mean i've had clients where i literally talking to them in the beginning of the year at the end of the year their husband passed all like you, you never know what could happen right, right. so Getting that stuff in place is going to be key. And then also uh, another thing that I've been really pushing and telling people about more is about setting up a trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A trust. So a trust is basically, it's, it's basically this. So a trust basically is able to go ahead and show or basically determine how your assets, your money, your house, your car, your businesses are going to be passed on to your beneficiaries, usually your kids, your wife, your spouse, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. And... By having a trust in place, you're able to avoid what's called probate. Okay. So probate is basically when you have to go to court. It's a hot mess. People like probate's the ghetto, right? You don't want to be in yeah. probate because it becomes public information, and you know you got cousins and nieces, that, like all these people fighting over money, right? Right, saying that oh no, they would have gave it to me, and a will is not enough. So a lot of times, you know, people talk about wills, but a will is not enough. So wow. Having a trust in place is going to to protect you like a couple things right so like one thing with that is sometimes because it's public now information let's say the family can't can't pay let's let's say the house owes property taxes the family can't pay it or they're going to put up for auction right and then you know because it's public information maybe the judge maybe people in the courtroom they're letting their friends know and they're like we're losing our, our as a black community right we're losing assets because of this right and a lot of Famous celebrities, Princeton, have a um, a trust in place, right? A whole bunch of Chadwick Boseman didn't have mm -hmm. much of a trust in place. Like a whole bunch of these uh, top tier it? celebrities. Yeah, top tier yeah. takeoff, mm -hmm. right? Take I heard about him fast. not having. Yeah, he did it. He didn't have that stuff in place, right? These guys are multi-millionaires, not without without this stuff, right? And yeah, it's 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 sad and it's it's super important that you know we really have those types of things in place. And then also, you know, really just as she gets older, just really educating her about money. So another opportunity, what, like while she's working in the business, just really showing her the importance of entrepreneurship and finances, right? So kind of mm -hmm. educating through that way. So a couple things. That you was are really good. setting her. I've heard about the trust mm -hmm. and how it is important to have one of those. And, of course, a will, but really – the trust so that all of your assets essentially fall under this umbrella, so to speak. For sure. And your family doesn't have to tussle in the court mm -hmm. with trying to figure out where your stuff should go, where who it should be with, right. and so on. So um, that is on. I'm adding trust to our list. list. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we have everything. Yeah, we have trust. all that lined up, but not a trust. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. I learned something today. And it's and so, and there's different types of trust. There's like dozens of trusts out there. So the two main trusts that you need to be aware of is there's a living trust and there's a also called a revocable trust and there's an irrevocable trust, right? And the living trust basically means you can change it during your lifetime. The irrevocable um, is a little bit more complex, usually for higher net worth individuals. So re I generally recommend like off, off, just to start off with a living trust, you can go ahead and if you want to get it irrevocable, you can go ahead and get that later. But for instance, like for, for Kobe, right? So Kobe had an irrevocable trust, mm -hmm. right? Fortunately, when he passed. Um, and again, no one would have predicted that Kobe would pass, right? I thought that Kobe was going to be 
up like, here with up Kareem. There, like with all the old, old heads uh, on right. sports uh, ESPN, <laughs> talking about, you know, talking about life um, and whatever. Life and, yeah, right? Um, so you never know what could happen, but fortunately he had an irrevocable trust in place. He um, actually, so he made, and I forget, I forget the numbers, I did a post on this, but he made, you know, millions of dollars as an NBA player, but he also had an investment in body armor, right? Mm-hmm. Which actually increased significantly more than his whole NBA career. Wow. So that money was more than what he made during the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. It was the power, again, of investing and going ahead and getting assets. And now, you know, his family, his children are able to have access to that. It doesn't have to go through pro- probate. They did have to, <clears throat> I did do believe they had to go to court to kind of adjust a couple things because it is irrevocable, so it's a little bit more complex. Mm-hmm. It requires more of a process to change. But, you know, now their kids have, you know, over, you know, 100, I think it's like 400, 500 million wow. dollars worth of, you know, access of, of money they have. Um, they have recently, there's an interview with Nipsey Hussle's brother where he said that, you know, the Marathon Clothing Store, that's in a, tr- in a trust and his kids forever will have access to be able to benefit from that. So that's that's that's, that's awesome. really the power of it. And it's not that, it's really not that expensive. Like you can, you can probably get one for, you know, a couple thousand. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's just basically a living, breathing document. You can continue to add assets to it, continue to add different things to it um, over your life. Wow. Are you looking for a place to go, like, on vacation or with your girls? Uh, of course. I'm always looking to kick it with my girls yeah. or my man. Yeah, Or, yes, mm-hmm. or your boo. Well, if you are in search of a vacation planner, we have the perfect person for you. And that is KT Travel and More. Yes. Stephanie is fabulous and thorough. Very. And she will make sure you have the best time on your vacation. Yes. Yo, if you have a destination wedding you're trying yes. to plan, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, anniversary, couples yes. trips, baby all moon. That. Baby moon. Yeah, she got you. She got you all the way. So check out KT Travel and more. Yes, and tell her we sent you. That was good. A good nugget. Yeah, so speaking of like investing in your children, do you believe in college funds, 529 plans? If so, why? If not, why not? Yeah, so it's, Yes and no. Okay. So it depends on, I think it's, it's really a personal decision. So for me, I think a more, so I like options, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, I'm really big into options and having flexibility. So the 529, one of the drawbacks of it is you're pretty much forced to use that money for college. Right. Um, being in the online space, being in the education space, I don't know what college is going to look like in 18 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are we gonna still gonna have colleges? Are it still gonna be? Is still gonna be physical? Are they gonna have the same amount of value? Mm-hmm. Um, and the interesting thing right, with me is like I'm a CPA, went to one of the top universities in the program. I mean, in the country as as it relates to accounting, I learned more about taxes and accounting outside of school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So having a five twenty nine, it kind of restricts you versus the way I talked about like being able to pay your kids through the business, right? Now they can use that money however they want. They can buy a car with that money. They can go ahead and go to college with that money. Mm-hmm. So that's probably, to me, that's more, gives you more flexibility on how they could be set up um, and how to use that money. But one of the benefits of the 529 is that it does give you a tax deduction. Right. So you contribute to it like a retirement account. Mm-hmm. And you're able to go ahead and take a tax deduction for that year. But 
you know, if they decide not to go to school, mm-hmm. if they don't want to go to school, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you're kind of just, you kind of just stuck with that. Yeah. Yeah. That plan. So, going back to taxes, mm-hmm. um, and when we talk about write-offs, we are a small business, right? And I'm sure there are a million other small businesses out there that are just wanting answers to the questions that are lingering. They may have questions that they don't even know they have questions yeah. about. But what are, like, three write-offs that a small business or any business should incorporate when doing their taxes? Like, three must-do write-offs. For sure. So if you're a small business, most likely you're probably working out of your home, right? You know how this is for office space. So really common one, which people were afraid to do because they thought it would be like a red flag, but it's actually legit and safe, is the home office deduction. Mm. So you're living in your home. It's easier to do it in your home. You can do it with an apartment, but it's easier to do it if you actually own the home. If you have a space within your home that's specifically used for business purposes, like you're a, basically an office space, then you're able to take a deduction for that space. So let's say that, um, for instance, and the things that you're able to write off is your utilities, your property taxes, mortgage interest, all that kind of stuff, right? Internet. Internet, (laughs) yep. So a portion of that, so let's say, like you're, just to keep the math simple, let's say your home is 1,000 square feet, right? And your office is 200 square feet. So that's 20% of the home. So 20% of those expenses can now be deducted for your business. So that's a really that's a really wow. big one um, that can help you save. And again, it's money that you're already spending. You don't have to go out and do anything. You just literally right. have to file your taxes in a certain way to let them know, like, hey, I'm working. This I have a home office, right? And that's that's one <coughs> thing. Another thing that you could do is, of course, pay your kids through the business. We talked about vehicles. Um, if you're just starting off, an easy way to be able to deduct for vehicle expenses what's called the mileage method. Mm-hmm. So when you're driving for business purposes, let's say you're going to drive into a podcast, yeah. business, right? Going to a conference, a seminar, right? Yeah. That is going to be an opportunity for you to be able to, to deduct, right? So um, in a billion day, you can now deduct about 62 cents per mile. So that's a that's an easy one. Low-hanging fruit, you just want to make sure you're recording the miles. And that could save you a lot of money in taxes. Another thing is travel. Mm-hmm. So traveling is key. We all travel, especially families. So you want to figure out how can I make my travel related to business? Because mm-hmm. now travel is a is, is a business expense, right. right? So if you're going to a conference, going to a seminar, if you're networking, right, you can go ahead and um, be able to go for business travel, right? So let's say you have the kiddos, right? We talked about Disney a little bit um, before the <laughs> podcast. Let's say you got some kiddos, right? Let's say you go ahead to go to Orlando. You want to have a family trip, Go to Disney World on the weekend. So one of the things you could do is you can go like on a meetup.com or go online, eventbrite.com, figure out what is a business conference, seminar, networking event that you could do on a Friday. Mm-hmm. You go to go ahead, do your thing, whatever family trip on, on the weekend. And on Monday, you find some kind of business-related activity, right? So now you're able to write off the whole weekend, the flights, the hotels, the Ubers, the mm. like all that kind of stuff now could be deducted because now it's business related, right? right? So when it comes to taxes, the key is like changing the facts. It's all it's basically taxes law, right? It's ba- it's 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 just a legal document that's out there, and as long as you follow the legal document, then you're able to go ahead and take advantage of this. And when it comes to the legal 
aspect of things is really about facts. Right. So if you change the facts, you could change your tax. Mm. And that's really that's really the key. That's the secret. Like you, that you want to be able to change the facts in a certain way to show like, hey, I'm doing business related activities. This is how I can go ahead and um, take advantage of it and save money on taxes. That's another quote. Yeah. That's an, yeah. Look, you need to write these quotes hey. down, okay? Hey. That's another quote. <laughs> and that's, so we will be recording in Disney, so we need to make sure we are logging our mileage. So we're really good about our gas, but we're not logging our mileage, so we need to make no. sure we do that. I mean, we can always go on Google Maps and see. Yeah, that's true. We've traveled how many miles, yeah. you know? Yeah. We need a whole car for the podcast. There you go. No, we really do a pickup <laughs> truck. It's something. <laughs> So how can small businesses like ourselves ensure that we are sustaining and we're generating revenue because we're putting a lot of money into the business, but not necessarily getting a lot out. (laughs) So right now, now, and we're claiming we're investing. Yeah, we are investing, but it's time for us to get paid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, um, so the, the big thing with that is what I recommend doing, if you haven't already tapped into it, is looking into OPM, other people's money. Okay. Right? So tapping into like business credit is going to be an opportunity for you to be able to get some more funds and access to money to be able to go ahead and help you grow the business. Mm-hmm. When it comes to many businesses, the biggest thing is like when, it, when you boil business down, it's really about getting attention, being able to convert that contention, attention into, into sales and then, you know, growing and scaling it from there. So really, I just want to explore different revenue or one, figuring out, okay, how can we, for instance, if we're talking about the podcast, for instance, right, I recommend that, you know, you continue to, or just people in general, right, to really promote your business. So one of the things that really blew up my business, so my following, social media following, I think went from like 10,000 to over 200,000 mm-hmm. in a year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that really helped me do that and one of the things that really got my attention was I heard this quote that said if if they don't if they don't know you they can't flow you mm. right so what that means is people don't know who you are they can't give you money mm. and I knew that I knew a lot about taxes I knew that I knew a lot about financial literacy and I felt like I was like the best kept secret mm-hmm. so I was like yo for the next year I'm going to make sure that everybody I'm talking about everybody knows who I am mm-hmm. and I went hard at promoting my business right and one of the great things with Instagram and social media is you can do it for free right it does take time so you want to figure out okay do I have more time or do I have more money if you have more time then you can go hard on finding organic strategies like promoting posting and letting people know about your business or um, spending money on paid ads right to get mm-hmm. attention for your business, so then now when you have attention, then you know you're able to now either you know sell digital products. So digital products is really key. So I'm a, I have a whole bunch of digital products, and the reason why I love digital products is you can create something one time and get paid forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So literally, like right now when I'm doing interviews or I'm just hanging out, like money's coming in, right? Because people are buying, uh, buying my book. People are buying my programs, people are buying all these different things, right? So that's passive income, mm-hmm. and it's coming in, you know, without having to do any work. You do the work one time, and they're able to generate money. Then you have brand deals, sponsorships, right? right. Which I'm sure you all mm-hmm. are familiar with, right? So you can go ahead and get a, a brand to go ahead and sponsor you, whether you do, like, a segment, a commercial, for instance, right, um, during your podcast, or maybe even just wear, you know, certain clothing, right? So I've had brands reach out to me on different things, and that's another way to generate uh, 
to, to generate income. But that is, those are a couple things that you can do, but it, it isn't, it does, it does take time to figure out, like, like I said, most businesses do end up losing money the first couple of years, but it's an investment, right? But mm-hmm. as long as you're continuing to plan, and planning is another key thing too, right? So really planning and figuring out, okay, uh, coming up with like a, maybe like a financial forecast, right? And figuring out, okay, what what's your goal? So I'm really big, big believer in like writing down your goals, right? Even in the Bible, it says like, write the vision, make it plain. So mm. if you go ahead and write your, your goals down, your visions down, then it's going to help you be able to work towards something. Because a lot of times we're just kind of like, just kind of going right. without really having a very clear purpose or like a goal. So yeah. Mitch is bringing, <coughs> taking us to church now. Taking us yes. to church. <laughs> taking us to the bank. Taking us to write-offs. Yes. Listen, like you're full of so much knowledge, so much gems. We could be here all day. So if people want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yes. So uh, Instagram is probably one of my more active platforms. So it's at Michelle Baburn, M-I-C-H-E-L-V-A-L-B-R-U-N. So M-I-C-H-E-L-V-A-L-B-R-U-N. Um, so that's the best way to connect with me. I'm super active on there, always giving out free information, free content, just breaking things down to like really, you know, help people understand this stuff. Taxes is not the most exciting subject. Mm-hmm. No, um, no, but it's important. It's important. <laughs> we, we always fussing about and This is the thing I tell people all the time, right? Like, so we, in life, we have all these different expenses, right? So I ask people all the time, like, what do you think your biggest expense is? People are like, my house, my car, my kids, mm. all these different things. But when you really look at it, like, taxes is your single largest expense, mm-hmm. right? So when you make money, you pay income tax. When you buy something, you pay sales tax. When you buy property, you pay property tax. When you sell the property for more than what you pay for it, you pay capital <laughs> gains tax. And then when you die... Right, you could pay death tax or state tax. <laughs> Wait a minute, mm-hmm. I didn't know about the death tax. Yeah, you, death you tax. Pay yeah. Listen, yeah. Yeah. If you oh got, if you're God. passing down your assets, mm-hmm. right, up up to a certain amount of, yeah. Yep. You could pay. Now that up. is just ridiculous. Right. <laughs> you gotta pay to die. Pay to die. Which is why, which is why more like high net worth individuals create that irrevocable trust mm-hmm. because the irrevocable trust does give you tax benefits to where basically, um, there's a saying that says, uh. Basically, own nothing, control everything, right? So mm. basically, on paper, it looks like you don't own those assets, but you you kind of do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's how one of the ways for you to save money on taxes. So that's that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. We got to bring you back for <laughs> yeah. Looking, looking at all those taxes, right? That I just talked about. If you add up all those taxes, that's like fifty one percent of your income, right? So think about that. Like half of the year, most people are working to pay back Uncle Sam, working to pay the government. So, like, January to June, like, you're basically training your time to be able to pay, just to pay your taxes. Wow. Yeah. 51%. But even bigger than that, right, the biggest tax of all of those, those are a lot of taxes. The biggest tax of them all is what I call ignorance tax. Mm. I guess that's where we, that's <laughs> We're on borderline. We're getting out of the ignorant <laughs> zone. Ignorance tax is the tax that you pay by not understanding the tax code, and most of the time you end up overpaying in taxes, right? Mm. Um, there's so many things you could do. Like I said, we can spend hours talking about all the different tax strategies and write-offs, but the biggest thing that you need to understand as it relates to being able to avoid or reduce ignorance tax is understanding that there's two different tax seasons, right? So there's tax paying season. Right, which what we're in now, January to April, mm-hmm. you're paying your taxes, but there's also tax planning season, mm. right? And that's when you're figuring out, okay, how can I proactively 
save money on taxes, right? So we talked about paying your kids for these dividends. If you did not plan for that, if you did not do that, if you weren't even aware because of ignorance tax, right. when you go ahead and do your taxes, they can't do nothing for it. I don't care if you go to whoever. Right. Like they can't, you can't go back in the past and say, I paid my kids and no, you didn't. Right? Yeah. Because we can see the documentation. So like being aware and being proactive is, is going to be key. So That was good. Y'all reach out. We're actually going to have to bring it back. Next yeah, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to bring it back because we got a thousand and one questions. Uh, yeah, so with all that money talk and tax talk, y'all know it, it's time for us to well, have something yeah, to drink. It's, well, it, yeah, it's still mama juice today. <laughs> it's still mama juice, you know, tax <laughs> juice, what you want to call it. Tax Today is called cream, and that's an acronym. Mm-hmm. And y'all should know what that means. What does it mean, Devin? Cash rules everything <laughs> around me. Cream, get the money. <laughs> okay, New York. <laughs> so our Mama Juice has two ounces of bourbon, half an ounce of simple syrup, an ounce of fresh lemon juice, and it's topped with champagne. It's like a French 75 with bourbon. Mm, and bourbon, I, I feel like it's like a rich type of liquor spirit so to speak mm-hmm. and i we're, we're having a rich conversation we are here, right we're building our legacy we're building our wealth generationally right mm-hmm. and money making match he raps sometimes so right. i was like this uh, is <coughs> sometimes you know, sometimes. Shit, you know. Oh, okay. so that a little bit <laughs> that's another episode <laughs> I mean, we can go so yes i have a i have a song that i did i'm like again i'm really so I'm really big into to hip hop. I love hip hop. It's uh-huh. when when I was growing up, I wanted to be a rapper. I was that kid that wanted to really? be a rapper. Fifth grade, my teacher asked me like, "What do you want to be?" I said, "I want to be a rapper." So I wanted to be a rapper. Um, <laughs> ended up getting into accounting and becoming a CPA. But <laughs> I still tapped into my my gift, my passion, and I got I got a, I got a tax rap. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Ten Tax Commandments. Um, inspired by the land great Big. Where hey. do we listen to this song? Um, it's on YouTube, it's on World Star, but I can, I can, sp- give, we got give us a little bit, we got yeah, time. Give us a little something, something. Right. Ten task commandments, y'all ready? We ready. <laughs> and it's a wrap up, it's gonna actually summarize a lot of what we talked about, alright? Okay. okay. So check this out. Check, look, I've been in the game for years, it made me an animal, there's rules to this code, I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get Game off track, the feds off your back. Unambre uno, let the IRS know how much dough you hold, cause you know, evasion breeds penalties, especially if that prep messed up. Watch your tax go up. Number two, document expenses you could prove. Don't you know them boys treat lying like violence? Take it from your highness. I didn't see mad cats and chicks cut for their schemes and tricks. Number three, go form an LLC. A lawyer set that up, properly draft up. DN to stay up, yep, for them big bucks to get that paperwork. Clean up, word up. Number four, I know you heard this before. Hey. Always rely on your CPA guy. Number five, <laughs> never tax prep where you rest at. I don't care if they do it free, tell them leave. Number six, that tax advance credit, debt it. They think they're doing you a favor, no, forget it. Seven, this rule is so underrated. Keep your personal and business completely separated. Hey. Business and blood don't mix like politics with no tricks. Find your business serious risk. Number eight, Know the date your taxes due. If you miss a deadline, they'll be coming for you. Number nine should have been number one to me. If you start a business, stay away from hobbies. If they thinking it's a hobby, they ain't trying to listen. You'll be stressing in the kitchen when them letters start hitting. Number ten, a strong word corporation. Strictly for biz men, not for fresh men. If you ain't got investors, then say hell no. Because they're 
don't want your money race, sleep, hell, snow. Yo, follow these rules. You have mad bread to break up. If not, 24 years on the wake up. Flow hit your tempo. Watch your friends shake up. Caretaker, did you make up? When you pass, my bad. I hope you rake up a lot of cash. We'll beachfront in Jamaica with the Michelin star. Chef, the hook and stick up. Okay. Gotta go, gotta go. More returns to make up. Hey. What up? Tax king. Hey, hey. I love that. Tax and that's going to be Mama's Corner. Right. We're going to end it right there. Hey. Love oh, that. <laughs> yes, like that. that was awesome. Thank we'll God. have to include the link. Yes, in our description box. Description yes, box absolutely. So yeah, that was dope. Up. I love that. You got a cool little flow. You, you sound saying? like you from up north. Uh, you know, I was just really into like New York hip hop. Hey, I'm, I'm originally from South Florida, but like I was just the Biggies, the Nas, mm. the, My husband's like, the same all of yeah. So we've spoke about this before. I'm from New York. I'm from Harlem. But I feel like sometimes, uh, like the Miami, South Florida, y'all have some type of New York vibe a little bit, you yeah. know? So I can yeah, appreciate some, that. Some us, yeah, we, and I think it's because that. a lot of people from New York go down to South Florida, that's so in the Caribbean and all that influence that yeah. area, so. Yeah, that's just me being like, like I said, just really into hip-hop and like. I'm a hip-hop so. head myself, so I can appreciate you, you for appreciating New York artists because we sure. somehow – Fall into the wayside somehow. Yes. I don't know what yes, happened. I don't know. This mumble rap generation, I can't. It's been, it's been a transition. Not the mumble yeah. rap generation. Look, Atlanta, Atlanta became the. Yes, the, a lot of people are not appreciative of our, of our music, so no, I can appreciate yes. Everybody that. knows that New York is the mecca of hip hop, yes. rap. Yes, any real music head knows that. Yes, but I'm just saying this this mumble rap culture is kind of taking over. All That's right, all I'm we're saying. End the episode. <laughs> <laughs> this was great. Thank you so much. We can't wait to have you back. Y'all could be anywhere on your Thursday nights, and you are kicking it with us at the Real Mama Pod. Yes. So, friend, where can they find us on the socials? They can find us wherever they like. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, and we are at The Real Mama Pod. If you are curious about my life, I'm at Kendra Ferg underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and I'm Kendra Ferguson on Facebook. Okay, and I'm mainly on Instagram. You can follow me at DevGrace underscore. Mm -hmm. um, check out our website if you want to know more about us. Yes. If you want some mama merch, yes. we're wearing our sweatshirts today. Yes. But we have other things on there. We also have Rich Auntie merch, so check us out. Yes. Uh, you can reach us at www dot the real mama pod <laughs> dot com uh, yes and if you are listening to us of course we need your reviews rate subscribe yes. review us we're on all major platforms yes. and youtube please make sure you leave your review yes we've been working hard on our videos as you if you started with us from day one <laughs> you see it's just getting better with time so continue to be patient with us and we thank you. Yes. And one last thing. If you have something from Mama's Corner. Yes. <laughs> Please write my friend in Mama's Corner. Yes. You can write us at. Mama at therealmamapod.com. Yep. That's it. All right. <laughs> Until, Until next, next time. time. Bye. Bye.